set. Places, everybody. And action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Parasite from 2019, directed by Bon Joon-ho. And we are very excited to talk about this movie. Um, for both of us, I feel like this film might have been like our one of our top movies from last year. Yeah, it kind of actually just, like, kind of baffles me that we didn't talk about it sooner. <laughs> and we meant to actually talk about it before the Oscars, but, you know, February is also, it always ends up being an interesting month for us. We are kind of cursed in February a little bit. I feel like they don't want us to prosper during Black History Month. <laughs> it's just uh, every single time we have tried to do something in this month, something fucked up happens. And I mean, we're just trying to roll with the punches. But um, but yeah, I actually did not do not realize. I let me start. I don't really know why we did not talk about this movie sooner because it's pretty much been the only movie that I have been talking about for the last. <laughs> at least four months now um mm-hmm. i went to see it you went to go see it we've been talking about it we've been referencing it for months right and i don't understand like what that is we're doing it now it we're giving the people the people are us what they want i'm i'm really i'm really really excited to talk about this so I feel like maybe we should start talking, like, to talk about this film, we have to talk about how it just broke records. Yeah, it did. It's, it's, um, I mean, pretty much everything. We usually we don't really get so hype about awards because I don't really trust the Oscars or really any awards, um, any award system, any award voting, uh, I think I've made it very clear how <laughs> I don't see it for any of them. But um, I think pretty much at every award that this movie was submitted to, or I'm sorry, every like sort of film festival, film competition, award show, um, this movie won big time. And I think at the beginning it was the Palme d'Or at Cannes um, way back in, I don't know, like May, June or whatever. And then from there, it was just getting a lot of, a lot of traction even before it came out. Cause I don't think it even came out here until what, like October? I think so. I think that is when it came Sometime out. Sometime later, later in the, in the year. So it was like a long time before, before we even got it here stateside. So, I mean, it's been pretty much nonstop. I'm pretty sure people are tired of hearing about it. But listen, it's never too late to talk about class solidarity. Yeah. And, okay, I have a question for you before we, like, actually start talking about the movie. Okay. I I knew I wanted to see it. Like, I knew I wanted to see it, and I kind of wanted to go in cold. But I didn't really have an idea of what the movie was really about. 
out. Um, I went into this movie cold. I like I did watch the like trailer before mm-hmm. I went to see it, but I still didn't quite know what it was about. And for some reason, I kind of was expecting something a little bit like the host for some reason. Okay. And I didn't want to like because the movie had been out for months at that point and it had come out in South Korea already and I didn't want to look into it um on like Wikipedia and spoil myself cuz I'm notorious for going to look up a movie before I see it sometimes. Why do y'all do that? Because like honestly for me, sometimes I ain't got time to wait and I really have to see if a film is worth my time and the only time I don't do it if it it's a director that I really like or if it's an actor that I really like or an actress that I really like. So it's very special cases that I don't do that for. So I probably won't spoil myself for Candyman because, you know, (laughs) while I don't care for who wrote it, I like who is in it. So I might not spoil myself if I go see it in theaters. Now, if I watch it on Stars, which may happen <laughs> i might who knows <laughs> who knows yeah i i mean, i'm not i'm big into not spoiling for myself unless it's like something i'm watching at home and i'm just like okay this shit's moving a little slow but um for this i think i watched the trailer and i had no idea i literally had no idea i thought someone's gonna get murdered <laughs> i thought it was gonna be like a we taking over this bitch. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like horror, right? Yeah, I thought this was going to take like, um, like take a more of a, what's that one horror movie where they like to show up and just start killing people? The Strangers? I don't know. Or it's Inside? Like that now. Or. No. <laughs> no, I did not mean Inside. <laughs> I didn't. But whatever movie they just show up and just start murdering Them people. or Ills in France? <laughs> So, like, any of them. <laughs> one of those movies. One of those movies. I thought it was going to be like that, too. And then I was kind of like, okay. And I don't even know why. Because at this point, like, we should say, too, we reviewed Snowpiercer literally, like, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if we really, like, I for me personally, I didn't really, I didn't really have too many, like, thoughts or feelings about Bon Joon-ho. Or mainly because I hadn't really watched that many of his movies. Up till now, I I still haven't seen the host. I still haven't seen Mother or any of those, but I've heard about them, um, and I like kind of his whole like sort of thought process and and little things like that. So he's definitely a director I've become more interested in as like the year has gone on, at least since I've watched this movie. But at the time, I was just kind of like, yes, I will be seeing that. <laughs> It really doesn't take that much. Like, if I want to see a movie, it doesn't take that much for me to want to see a movie. But if I don't want to see a movie, you are pretty... It's pretty hard to convince me to change my to change my mind. <laughs> because once I've made that decision, it's final. That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've really... You know, I mean, like, it's because there's so many, like, trailers, like... My mom watches trailers all the time. I don't know how she does it. I barely watch trailers. I 
I will, I usually don't look up like the synopsis of things either. So, I mean, if you got a well cut, like a little trailer in like the movies, that's usually where I watch trailers. <laughs> and, so I won't see a trailer for like months and months and months. I think this Candyman trailer was like the, maybe the first time in a, in a long time. Probably since, I, since Parasite, uh, since that trailer first dropped that I was like, oh, okay, let me, let me check this out and see. Which, I mean, I'm on the fence about. <laughs> but this isn't about Candyman. Right. Although I'm sure we'll have to have an episode. Uh, sorry, I'm sure we'll have to have an episode about you know it. You know we will. You know we will. You know we will. You know it. Uh, uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, not for certain reasons. Like, for... Certain reasons, no. But for other reasons, yes. I mean, it's just the thirst. Duh. Like, people. duh. <laughs> like, that's the only reason I'm interested. I'm too old. I feel like also, since we keep talking about Candyman, uh, I'm like too old really to have been, because I just watched this movie for the first time like literally last year, because it's literally never on any streaming. Like, once, t- once. Maybe like a few years ago it was on Hulu and I was like, okay, I'm going to finally watch it. And then I waited too late and it just disappeared and then didn't pop up on any of the other streaming uh, channels. And so I was like, well, fuck, I'm not going to be able to watch it. Last year it finally popped up and I was like, okay. And I was like, well, this is good and nasty. <laughs> yeah, Ashley missed out on all like the scary stuff from childhood for yeah, people of a certain age. Yeah, I, if you if you're looking to me to share in y'all's misery, I just you, I can't, and I'm dead inside, so like it's compounded. <laughs> it's compounded indifference. <laughs> Although it was a good movie, but then I was also like, you doing all this for a white lady? Oh yeah, I mean honestly, like we'll talk about it, but I mean, do you, Brett? <laughs> we'll have to have like a Candyman, Candyman. Double feature. Like Candyman candy on candy. Oh, God. <laughs> we could just watch the original and then watch the new one and see how how they stack. And poll people, see if they thirst after Tony Todd, and then be like, oh, no. Because oh, I feel like there are people out there. And I'm... The original Tony Todd? Yeah, like Tony like, Todd. Like, like, death. Like, like the original... Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's chaotic. Brian, if somebody's out there. I mean, I spent a portion of my life thinking Tony Todd and John Singleton was the same person, so. You know, they do kind of look the same. I mean. I wouldn't, yeah, that's actually, I am not mad at you for that. For once, (laughs) I am not upset. (laughs) I am not upset. Um, But Parasite. Parasite. Uh, I guess, like, what can we say? Oscar winning. That was a thing. I didn't watch the Oscars. It pains me to do that. Also, Twitter, like, my Twitter broke. <laughs> I couldn't post anything. I couldn't thirst. The only thing I could do is thirst for Brad Pitt, and then, like, nothing would work. Yeah, we, only me and so Davlin could experience Ashley's thirst for Brad Pitt. I saw him, I was watching, I was like leading around the, the kitchen wall, and I was like, mm. amen. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you leave Mr. Plan B alone. Um, <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> Champion for black films everywhere. I'm not going to say our <laughs> motto for Plan B, but. <laughs> <laughs> if you know Plan B's filmography, you know. So, um, I mean, they do a lot of stuff, but you know. So, I didn't get to see any of the, of the, of the drama. I didn't get to see any of the impending excitement. Um, and like, I don't really like Oscar. I don't like Oscar night. I don't like award show night to beginning to begin with, but I definitely don't like Oscar night just because I feel like it's gotten more and more like, <sighs> what's the word? Like, like it just turns into think peace land a little bit for me. That I'm just like, y'all are sucking the fucking fun out of, of watching a movie. <laughs> I want y'all to calm down. A lot of it. It just is. It's not fun. And then it took me a while to realize that a lot of the movies nominated are not good. So this year, I mean, that's the other thing too. A lot of a lot of movies, just because something has an Oscar or an award, does not mean it's very good. Because if you look at the Oscar system, if you look at how the Academy does things, if you look how nepotistic. <laughs> <laughs> and it was until like very recently because at one point and I realize this now is how you to even be invited into the academy under like a certain ca- categorization so like if you want to be if you want to join the academy as a director you have to know somebody who's in the academy who can vouch for you how would you know them if you haven't met them mm-hmm. so it's all just like a whole big like circle jerk (laughs) like you just have to like know it's really like the age old adage of like it's not what you know it's who you know but it's like bullshit because not everybody knows everybody and there's plenty of very talented people making really good stuff that has never even come close to seeing (laughs) an oscar envelope and that doesn't mean it's bad just like i mean look what won last year yeah um octavia spencer's green book Oh God! <laughs> it's like Quentin, Tar- Quentin Tarantino's Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Green Book, Ma's Green Book one. So, ooh, Ma's Green Book. <laughs> so, did you watch that? Yeah, I watched the most of it. Okay. So, I was there for these moments. I experienced them live. I seen it with my own four eyes because I wear glasses. So, it was. Really- <laughs> I just realized what you said. Oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what did this movie even win because i aside from best Picture, um i believe it won best director best foreign language film best foreign language film and best uh original screenplay yes so that's pretty big deal especially original screenplay like something original winning an oscar for best picture I don't know if that's becoming rare, but I feel like it it is <laughs> because so many things are uh, adaptations of of movie or of books, which isn't a bad thing. But I feel like oh wait, I don't know why. Let me make an uh, adjustment. It's not best foreign language film anymore. Sorry, guys. It's best international film. Oh, that's a good, yes. That's a way better time. Yes. For it. <laughs> ah, thank goodness. They changed it. Oh God! What's the BAFTA one? Is best film not in in the English language? Um, 
Like, why don't you just put it as best international film? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, I know what they're trying to do, but, like, they shouldn't. <laughs> they, they should not. <laughs> oh, and then the cast definitely won at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. The cast um, won, like, an ensemble award. Which is, I think that was the only, the only award that the cast actually got recognition for, which I think there was some definite, um, I guess, not pushback, but like people were kind of like, why the fuck wasn't Park So Dumb nominated? Because I think she definitely should have been. Um, but I mean... This looks exhausting, honestly. <laughs> no wonder Bong Joon-ho wanted to go home. Yeah, he was over it, and I do not blame him. Apparently his dog was at home. Oh. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> really? Y'all got the man staying away from his dog? For this long. That's, that's criminal. That's absolutely criminal. But, um, I mean, waking up and seeing, like, that gif of him looking at his Oscars was pretty great. My favorite picture was him making his Oscars kid. Let Make them kid. He made them kid, and I loved it. <laughs> oh, and then we never talked about, um, his producer, uh, is it Guaxane? Um, his, like, co-writer? No, her film producer. She's a producer of, um, she produced this movie with Bong Joon-ho. I don't think she wrote it with him. Okay. But she did, she won, um, she, I guess, co-won the Best Picture Award. Mm -hmm. Because that's... Listen, I the more I'm seeing it, it's like you either produce this shit, you direct this shit. I mean, you can write this shit too, but like, I mean, if you want to hold the big statue, <laughs> you have to produce it. But yeah, somebody mentioned that she would basically be, I mean, not technically, she is, I think, the first woman of color to have won Best Picture. So me being me, I definitely wanted to fact check that statement. Uh, did some digging, looked at some uh, previous Best Picture nominees and the producers list, see who got to actually accept the award. And it seems to me that Kwaksune is actually the first uh, woman of color to accept the award, definitely the first Asian woman to accept the award. Uh, she did so uh, with Bong Joon-ho, who also, of course, uh, produced the movie. And there's actually been a lot of women who have been nominated Um with their co-producers for Best Picture, which I unfortunately was surprised by. And unsurprisingly, there's been a ton of men who have accepted the awards together, um, which leads me to continue to believe that in all its 92 years, the Academy Awards are still trash. I mean, should we get into all the twists and the layers and the turns and the, so, and the chaos? I guess we should give a quick like summary of what this movie is. If we could break down, like, what this movie is about, kind yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, it's a lot, girl. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, so, I mean, basically, you've got two families. You've got the Pox and you got the Gims. And the Gims are 
uh, not rich. They are actually quite freaking poor. Um, there's four, four in each family. Um, and basically the Pox are really, 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 really rich. Um, I believe the patriarch, uh, Dongyi is a, what is he, an architect? Um, is he, he's not an architect. He's like a really like high powered businessman, right? Yes. Okay. So one by one, the, the Kims end up working for this family, um, by, um, some misdeeds, some plotting, some manipulation, um, and they get really in good with this family, but then something disrupts that, that relationship, um, and it kind of upends kind of all the progress that they think that they're making is the best way to say it. Um, there's a lot of layers to this movie, like a ton. I just read this article, um, last week, I believe, either that last week or this week, um, it was kind of a long one. It has a lot of discussions about like colonialism within Korea and Korea's relationship to North Korea, South Korea's relationship to North Korea, and a lot of things that kind of went over my head. I'm totally going to link everybody to this because I feel like there's some things I didn't really consider and there's a lot of things that actually went over my head that I, I feel like I should probably reread it at least twice. Um, but then it kind of opened a lot of more like thought because the reason why I like this movie so much is because if you've been listening to us for like, I don't know, maybe like the last year or so, I I feel like I've gotten more, <laughs> please eat the rich and eat them quickly. I think with this movie, it kind of put a little bit more into perspective and, and brought to the forefront a subject which came up a lot last year, which is like class solidarity, um, particularly how the rich have solidarity between each other, um, but the poor seem to not, and that is definitely by design. Um, and this movie, I mean, that's like a basic, a really basic um, subject and topic in this movie. And then from there, there's more that has to do with like Korea and it's Korea's relationship to like America and to um, the English language and to North Korea and like, us being two Americans, like, how much Korean history do you know? <laughs> um, not a lot. Exactly. Not a lot at all. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You would... It's really interesting when you sit there and you're just like, do we learn anything in school? No. <laughs> like, okay. In the, okay, in the last... I would say three, four years, I've been watching a lot of Korean movies, um, movies from Japan um, and movies mm -hmm. from like China and Hong Kong and um, more like Asian cinema and that are non-horror movies because right. I've been I've been watching like horror movies uh, for a long time, which they give you a little something and then I would learn a little bit of history. But when I branched out to other genres, I learned a little bit more. And yeah. in doing that, 
I have learned a lot more. Um, But a lot of the history that I've learned, I realized prior to me learning through watching movies, I had to learn on my own. Mm -hmm. And I didn't learn in school. And if I did learn it like in grade school or in middle school or in high school, I learned by like reading random books that I picked up because it seemed interesting. Right. Um, Because it's all focused on how we did. Like what were the outcomes from the wars we fought? Right. Right. I don't even know, like in school, like in U.S. history, I don't even think a lot of times we even made it to like the night, like the 20th century which is crazy because you would think that we would at least learn a little bit about World War II. I don't think we even got to, I don't think I got to learn about anything from the 20th century until I was in 11th grade. 11th, almost 12th grade. Which is insane when you really think about it. <laughs> because of all the history that we do and we talk about and stuff, it's like, oh, okay. Like, did, did your school ever do it where you like, you learned Maybe, like, a little bit before, uh, like, the discovery of America, and then you stopped at, like, Reconstruction. <laughs> yes. And, and, then, and then we picked it back up. <laughs> like, we wouldn't even talk about the Civil War. We were like, nah. yeah, I had to take that. U.S. history, but, like, one thing that I remember with, like, in sixth grade, we had to pick, like, different world leaders Mm-hmm. And I picked like Corazon Aquino, um, uh, so I had to learn all about her, and mm-hmm. she was really important. Um, and I watched me get this all wrong, but she was the first like president of the Philippines, the first woman president of the Philippines. Yes, and let me make sure I Google. So I'm like, nah, you're right, no, you're right, um, because this is like a thousand years ago that I did this <laughs> report, um. But, like, a lot of things that I remember learning about anything past certain points in history, I remember from kind of, like, my sixth grade teacher at that time because he fought in Vietnam. You're an old-ass teacher, bro. So he would tell, <laughs> tell us little things. He would tell us, like, little bits about mm-hmm. his time serving during class. Trying to scare the kids, huh? And we'd be like, <laughs> like me personally, I'd be like, "Are you okay?" And then I, I would like, go home and get on like, the, you gotta pop in your CD-ROM and get on Encarta, and oh I would God. go home, pop guess, in that CD-ROM, and start I guess, looking um, up stuff. I guess that Vietnam, the Vietnam War, I guess that wasn't as long ago. No, I mean it was long ago now. Yeah, but like at that time probably wasn't that long ago. But I just don't know why. Like in my brain, I'm like the Vietnam War. <laughs> what, what so like? like when you think about it, so for example, like because I think about that a lot. Like in the '90s, the the Vietnam War was like 20 years prior to that. So when you were watching like Wonder Years. It was just 20 years away. So right now we're getting a lot of contact um, from content from like um, war in Iraq Mm because that's not too long ago. It's actually very current. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's ongoing. Yeah. Just a little 
little war as a treat. So, uh, <laughs> so dark. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like the article I read about Parasite. Um, they they mentioned war a lot. Um, I guess the war between classes, but also like a war between like South South Korea and North Korea. Um, and just that underlying, I guess, like this, un- maybe more of the sense of like underlying tension. Um, so some of it, like a lot of it, did go over my head. Um, but there's there's just so much that we like. I'm sure, like when we're talking about this, we're gonna miss <laughs> because um, I think some of it is is very specific to Korea, which has also been a thing that people have been talking about because like they want to make a like a parasite miniseries for like HBO or Showtime or something, which I don't know how it's gonna go. Cause I don't want it. Like I don't want it, and I think it's supposed to be set in like LA. You can keep it if it's about white people. I don't want it. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. No, but we haven't heard anything else <clears throat> about other than that. Bang Jun Ho is going to executive produce it he's not going to be like involved beyond that so since we recorded this in february and it is now march i should i would guess let everybody know that mark ruffalo is being tapped to play the dad in this whole tv show so i guess it will be about white people and people have been saying like oh this could be a very this could be applicable to like a lot of different uh, places and I was like, could it? Because some of this stuff seems very specific to Korea. I mean, yes, it can. I feel like yes, you can take the central message from it and move it to anywhere in the world because everywhere is gonna have similar class issues. Mm-hmm. But where it's going to fail is and i feel like some of the like you're still gonna have the same issues with people not getting it right that's because you get people who watch it now and don't really get it like they don't get the central themes of it and i feel like it's fine as it is and it should be just left a movie and now, if I, like, I've watched it a couple times, and I know since I don't speak Korean, and we lose things in translation when you have, like, subtitles, we miss a lot. Like, we have missed a whole lot. And I was going to say, too, the the translator for this movie, he actually, like... Um, I guess they, oh, no, sorry, not he, she, uh, no, 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 he, my bad. So I, his name is Darcy Paquette. Uh, he's from America. I think he lives in Korea. I think he's married to a Korean woman. Um, so he is actually a lecturer, a university lecturer of, um, on Korean cinema. So... He's pretty involved. I guess he was, he is the, or he was the, um, the translator 
on this movie and there are some choices that he made which i've seen some people been like this is lazy because <laughs> that's not what they said and i was thinking that too and i was like why can't y'all just say why can't y'all just say like the what he what they're saying and even though i, I know like things do not translate um from one language to another they don't always translate but i know he said that he picked certain words for the english translation just because they made a little bit more sense in terms of making people making sure that english audiences got it or english speaking audiences got it um so like the ramdan <laughs> um that's not even like a word <laughs> he just like made that up um and then also he uses like oxford university as a reference um he said he chose it over Harvard because um, of Director Bong's affinity for the United Kingdom. And he said that using like something like Harvard would be too obvious. So like you have to have, um, it has to be something that people understand immediately so they get the humor rather than it having to be explained a little further. So I might got that part, but I, I don't know how other uh, translators do it. Mm-hmm. that's kind of actually something I'm really interested in, in hearing because I've never really actually sat down and been like like thought about like oh why are you using this word for this thing when they said it like this <laughs> um, I've always been like why can't you just like type it straight out man what I find like having the movie like as is and not translating it to another form of content is like now I got more things to look up and more things to learn about Mm-hmm. like that article that you read that I'm going to go read. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to link you to it. Uh, I'm going to find the, I'm going to find the, what it's actually called. But, um, I mean, this movie was a lot, bruh. <laughs> oh, it's called reading colonialism and parasite. Okay. It's pretty long. It's, I think it's timed out at like 25 minutes. Like it was a pretty long read. Um, and they also talk about, like, the use of, like, Native American imagery in the movie because that shit confused me the first time I watched it. I was like, no, you can't. And I, what I read not- up on why that is used and how it's used, it, I don't know. Okay. We'll get into that, too. <laughs> okay. And again... Remember, we were like two black women. Are you trying to say, oh, we don't speak Korean, y'all? Like, we don't speak Korean. We do not speak Korean. So, like, we're gonna we're gonna use uh, their Korean names as best we can um, because I think it's important not to just be like, oh, the mother. Yeah. So that's kind of shitty. Um, I actually saw somebody say it on Twitter and I was like, you know what? That's a good, that's a good practice. Let me learn people's names. Learn and people's I'm names, y'all. trying not to give people nicknames. Like I've been calling Rocket Man, Tehran, Eagleman for a minute. Who the fuck so... is that? Who is that? <laughs> Taryn that? Edgerton, is that who you're talking about? You're the worst person I know. <laughs> Don't do my baby. <laughs> What's his name? Taryn Edgerton. Oh. <laughs> he has a pretty easy name, Brittany. I, just you. I like Terry Rod. 
<laughs> I Eagleman. love Taryn. I, I Taryn really Eagleman. Enjoy. He's supposed to be in Little Shop of Horrors. Did you know no, that? he not. Because they ain't yes, making that is. movie for real, so it's fine. He is going to be in Little Shop of Horrors. They not you making that movie, so it doesn't matter. They actually. are making a They're movie They're not because making money. that film, so it does because, not matter. Because money is more important than storytelling. Don't you forget it, y'all. <laughs> As someone who names things Audrey too, I refuse to believe they're making that film. Like, well, it you sounds better believe illegal. it. You better believe it. I bet you it's coming out in December too. Just in time for the Oscars, twenty twenty one. That was like my soul, part of my soul leaving my body. <laughs> Okay, so how how deep do we want to get into this? I was thinking, because we want you guys to go watch this film that is going to be streaming exclusively on Hulu soon. Yeah, it's going to be, like I think, like the first week of April or something. So y'all can prepare. Yeah. Um, I, let's, let's talk about this. Let's do like we usually do, I guess. Because, <laughs> um... Go off on tangents. <laughs> Yeah, like we've been doing, because we've talked right. about a lot of stuff I so mean, far. Listen, we're almost coming up on 40 minutes, and we haven't talked about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just us. Uh, I mean, we can talk about the disparity between these two families, for sure. Okay. Because I, I don't know, like, maybe also this goes into, like, I haven't really watched that many, many like, Korean-related, like, TV shows and movies. I know they're very, very popular. I've seen a couple like, like Train to Busan, <laughs> but that's on a train. That's not like in like a residential area. I can't really think off the top of my head of like a Korean movie that I have seen that's like deals with like a family or anything like that. And so like when I saw where they lived, I was like, wait. <laughs> Whoa! And like the at the beginning, of the movie is not really like as bad as it gets later. So like the Gims live in a basement, like a sub basement apartment. So it's kind of under like a lot of it's underground, but then a lot of it is some of it is above ground, I believe. Um, and oh, did we even talk about the production on this? Like what? Did you, know, did you know he built that house? He built the parasite house. Like he built the Pax house, right? He built their house, but then he also, they also built the neighborhood that the Kims live in. Yes, for other reasons. Well, mostly because you don't want to get electrocuted and shit. Yeah. <laughs> they built that entire neighborhood, not just the house. They built that whole thing. Uh huh. So when other parts of the story happen. You could get good shots, too. Yeah, well, because, too, like, I don't know if we ever talked. See, this is interesting. This is, like, a nice little, like, like, white 80 from how we were talking about in Snowpiercer. Because I think in Snowpiercer, we were still dazzled by Chris Evans' gigantic chest. And now we don't see it for him at all. But, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a year. What a difference a year make. <laughs> what a difference. We stepped into 2020 with our third eye open. <laughs> oh, it blinked and it was over for him. Christopher Roberts. Uh, R.I.P. No, I mean, he's not dead. But, like, 
in my heart that to me <laughs> <laughs> so he, like it so bong joon ho does all of his like storyboarding he storyboards the whole thing he's actually putting that out as like a book Ooh! for this movie so he storyboards every scene which i think for some people you would be like well damn can i do anything like the director just had me saying a line like this but i feel like I've never seen anybody be like, oh, he's such a hard ass in terms of like maybe like what he is demanding. Um, but also I feel like it's a good thing because all his movies seem, I don't know, are they all original stories? I feel like they are. Some are adapted. Remember Snowpiercer was adapted from a French comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. So I, mean, I feel like it would help you if you were coming up with this out of nowhere and you wanted to make sure you had it to work like especially like well i feel like for that too that might have been helpful for like chris who doesn't speak korean although i'm i feel like director bong speaks english he just like probably gets uh his point across a little better in korean um from what i have gathered so maybe that's better for like if you're working with somebody who like does not speak english but also i think it might be good to just have everybody kind of get the full picture. Like, this is what we're doing. And from what I have also gathered is that some of them shots were a little complicated because of how he how he wanted the house to be built and the neighborhood to be built and, like, where the camera was going to be and all that. So maybe that's a little better for, like, not wasting a whole bunch of time trying to set up camera shots because you're just like, well, this is how the shot's going to be. See, let me ban a white this shit. <laughs> um... So yeah, they live in this basement apartment. Um, they are quite poor. So like I said, there's a family of four. There's Kim Tech, Gi Tech, uh, Gyu, Kim Jiang, um, and their mother Chung Sook. And they don't have steady jobs at all. They all um, are kind of like gig economy workers, which apparently a huge number of people in Korea our gig economy workers are in that sort of um like job categorization so at this point i think they were what they were making pizza boxes yeah they were like um folding up pizza boxes for um a pizza place yeah like a local pizza place they get fumigated first of all they stayed in the house when the house got fumigated because um Gitek was like, it's like free fumigation, so leave the windows open. I was like, y'all wouldn't go leave. I was like, isn't that poison? That's poison, bruh. That can't be good for you. And like, from the trailer, I was like, oh my God, like, it's something like, it's some David Cronenberg shit finna happen when it gets <laughs> fumigated. Oh my God. You thought somebody's gonna turn into the fly? Yes. I was like, oh my God, what is, what's gonna happen? Oh, the body horror queen <laughs> decided that everyone's going to turn to bugs. It's like, oh, shit, what's going to happen with the peach? Like, all this stuff from the trailer. <laughs> right, right, right. And I wouldn't even guess what was going to happen with that damn peach, to be honest. I don't trust peaches in cinema. You know, peaches have had a, a really interesting run. <laughs> I don't trust them. <laughs> I do not trust peaches in cinema. 
I mean, the only peach I remember from this is is the call me by your name peach, which yo, <laughs> I don't trust that peach. Maybe How only peach I trust maybe is James's peach, it, but okay, it has spiders some, and bugs in it. But there's some shady shit happening in that peach. Didn't somebody go thrown off the peach? I think they might have killed a man off that peach, but see, I don't. <laughs> I just remember that movie. That movie freaked me out. <laughs> Like, like in a way that I. But you ain't like the French spider with the beret, and like she was cute. She was all right, but what was the other one the cat, the centipede? And the spider was cute. I feel like the spider is like your vibe. The spider was very cute. I thought she was sweet, right? Yeah, the spider is was... definitely your vibe. But like the freaking centipede. No, that in the grasshopper was it a grasshopper? I don't know. It was like a bunch I, of I bugs know. and a little boy. All of these things were freaking horrifying and i don't oh you know what this is henry Selleck, and you know henry Selleck be in his bag but not this time <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i hated it we but, speak your name henry Selleck. well anyway Shout if you're to you. ever in a movie and you come across a peach you need to run because it might have spiders in it or it might have jizz bro so like <laughs> just, just be careful it might have jizz <laughs> <laughs> Times were tough in Italy in the eighties. Okay, then you know, you had to do what you had to do. So uh, they're making pizza boxes, and this—I remember when the girl comes to them, and this is something that you—I think you would only notice if you were like Korean or spoke Korean—would be like. Apparently, she was talking to them just like with the utmost disrespect. <laughs> like she's talking to. I forget. Was she talking to Gitek or was she talking to Chung Soup? Um, I can't remember who she was talking to, but she was talking to one of them. She wasn't talking to the kids. She was talking to an elder, and she just apparently, from what I have like read online, is that she was giving them all types of attitude that would not have been promote permitted in like normal society. Mm-hmm. Because technically, their boss is the children's age yeah she had to be she had to be in her 20s maybe and she's like this is very bad for our brand image and <laughs> all this stuff <laughs> and of course they were i thought she was gonna get on them because the fumigation fumes apparently that was not even in question yeah i thought about that as well and i was like so we're not gonna worry about the smell of death and poison on this on this cardboard we're just gonna let it fly as long as the brand image isn't tarnished mm-hmm. that's hella capitalistic because they don't give a fuck as long as the money's coming in yeah yeah we'll poison these people we don't give a fuck and like i don't know if we mentioned like we also learn like their prior to like um the pizza boxes like their phones have been cut off and they're relying on free wi-fi and they have difficulties getting wi-fi yeah they don't have a wi-fi connection in their house and so they have to go like certain spots in the house to get other free wi-fi networks i feel like i remember those times back like when i had a really janky flip phone and I can only like make a call or text send a text message from like the living room <laughs> because if I went to the bedroom um my phone didn't work mm. I had we had wi-fi at the house this family is like using like the neighbor's wi-fi or like 
like a restaurant's Wi-Fi. And because, because I have to do everything what through WhatsApp, I think, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of plays into something that happens like a little later um, with a certain gift that's received. But um, with the pizza boxes, um, there um, you is able to kind of like talk the their boss into like taking the pizza boxes even with the penalty. Right. Um, and he's like, yeah. I heard that your last delivery driver had like kind of like ran off on the job. So y'all don't really have a pizza driver, right? Like a delivery driver. So I know y'all hiring. So why don't I become your delivery driver? So why don't I just like show up tomorrow and (laughs) we could just do the thing, you know? Just like that. I know so many people who like will like somehow try their damnedest to like segue into a job. It's like the classic, are you are y'all hiring? And it was working. It was. I forget what like what happened with that situation. I know that the didn't they get distracted later because like a dude came and tried to pee on the house. I think so. In the middle of the day? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was I don't yeah, I don't remember why he didn't get hired. I think it was that they got distracted and couldn't continue kind of sweet talking. Yeah. Um, like their boss into like accepting this interview or probably not really interviewing, basically hiring him on the spot. They probably would be like, let me, let me just pay you under the table. Mm hmm. But they did get paid. They did get paid. I think they got like a 10% deduction mm-hmm. from it, which is they weren't getting paid a lot to begin with. So That's already like a hit. Um, and so uh, I think later is when the guy pees on the house <laughs> and um, and Q's friend, which I think his name is. Let me scroll. Let me scroll. Let me scroll. Where you at, Brad? Come on, cast. Okay. Uh, Minyak, mm-hmm. which is like his school friend, comes and he brings them this, this, um, <laughs> scholar's rock, which I guess, what are we, like, uh, what have we been calling it? I've been, been calling it a prosperity rock because, like, it was a well, gift from his grandfather to you. And it's meant to be, like, bring him, like, good luck and prosperity. Um, yeah, wealth. Yeah. So I've been calling it a prosperity rock because that's what it means yeah. to me. Okay. And I've mm-hmm. been, like, begging for a prosperity rock. I'm sure you could probably. I need one in my life. I bet you somebody would, like, sell you one. Now, I mean, is it worth you buying? Probably not. I want to be gifted one. Do you? Yes. I don't know if you do, bruh. I mean, no. it can't be no worse than what I got going on right now. Consider the consequences. I mean, that could be my next migraine treatment. Uh, That'll be the last one, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Might be the very last one. (laughs) Bonk. Bruh. 
<laughs> so Minyuk comes and he's like, he's a university student. He's supposed to be going abroad. I guess he's doing a study abroad thing. And he's like, hey, why don't you take over my job? Because, you know, you can come in. They need somebody. I can refer you. Uh, the Their daughter, who is named Daye? Daye, I think. Y- yes. Um, she needs English tutoring, which I... <laughs> there, there's some writings about that, too, in that article. Um, about, like, how th- this girl needs English tutoring for a huge test to go to college to be taught in Korean. <laughs> like... I read a sample of this test and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck they're saying. (laughs) And it wasn't like hard words, but just like the way that they were, like the order they replaced. And I was like, I don't know anybody who speaks like this, unless it was like high level, like academics or something. And I was like, why would you need this? But it's like a, it's, it's a status symbol. Um, I guess in this sense to be able to speak English because like English nowadays is like the sort of the language of the world. Um, I think it replaced like what, like French for like business and stuff. Like most people conduct business in English now. Um, And so like that's like a big deal. And it's a part of this like super huge exam that (laughs) apparently Gues has failed Four times. Hmm. So he's good at it. He just, and he knows what's on the test, but he has not made it for reasons that I don't know if they even explained. They didn't, yeah, they didn't elaborate on it. Because mm-hmm. both, both of the, the him and Gi Jiang is, are very smart. They're very smart. Mark. They're not dumb in any sense of the word. I just don't know, like, is it circumstance? Is it monetary? I things feel like it might be make, both. Yeah, because they're both good. Um, they definitely have, like, street smarts for sure. But, like, they're both like smart people. And so it kind of like now I'm thinking of it, I was like, I mean, they could easily made it work. It's just, I think it's a, it's one of those like outside circumstances that is preventing them from going to school because they're sitting there making pizza boxes with their family. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, they, uh, he says, yeah, you should go meet this family. Um, I'm going to ask this girl out, which I was also very confused about because I was like, you're in university, like you're in the study abroad phase of university. So I'm assuming you're like a junior. (laughs) And you just said she was a sophomore in high school. I don't remember what her, her, her school level was. She looked pretty young though. I was like, me being like, I'm going into this blind. I was like, oh no, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, I was like, I thought she was like 16, 17. She might have been like 15, 16. So, either way, no. 
so worried. I was like, this is going to turn out bad, bruh. This is going to turn out bad. So he goes to this house and it is so beautiful. It's like probably one of the lowest, like it's like a very modern, very clean, um, I wouldn't say sterile, but it just got, got that essence of like, don't touch nothing. It looked like those are houses that kind of like remind me of like museums where they yeah. should like all be like everything in there should be like roped off. Yeah, there's actually a house like that um, here in Dallas. It is actually a museum and it's called the Wachowski House. And I've been told that people live there. I doubt that they do, but it kind of looks similar to this house where like it's behind a very like a very big gate. You can't see the house really from the street. You can see like the top of it. Um, and like when you go in, it's like super manicured. There's all this like art in like the courtyard. And then they ha there's actually like a little lake <laughs> next to the house. And they have a giant sculpture um, that rests in that lake. Like it's a huge thing. And it's very, it is very one of those things of like, should I even sit here? I don't think I should touch anything. I wonder, again... I'm going to send you this picture, and you're going to be like, oh my god. Because... How, it looks, how can you live in a house looks, like that? I don't know, because apparently they do live in this house. Um, but they have, like, a really, really super dramatic house. Um, I think it was built by, like, a famous architect, like, in this world. Um, a very famous architect that moved and then the Pax moved in um, after he moved out. So their housekeeper has stayed on. Her name is Mungwan and her, um, I mean, she's pretty chill. She's she's kind of an older lady. Um, although like in pictures, she does not look, she's actually not that old. At work, she looked older than... She's got her hair all fancy and pinned up and stuff. During her off time, she doesn't look as old. Yeah. But she she's the housekeeper of, um, I guess, like, the nanny. So she's, like, picking up shit that this kid's throwing around. The, the, so there's two kids. There's Day and there's Da Song. And Da Song has a really, really intense love of... Uh, North American, Native American <laughs> things. Um, so, unfortunately, bow and arrows. He has a teepee in his room. He's got a, um, does he wear like headdresses, like feathers and stuff? And that comes back later. Yeah. Uh, and they've kind of basically taken a lot of this. Because I'm like, how do you, how does this translate? <laughs> across the Pacific Ocean in a way that has any meaning? Because I don't, I mean, people here don't understand the meaning behind a lot of those things and how you should not wear them all willy-nilly or at all. <laughs> yeah. Don't, guys. Don't. There's some people who get, like, Native American, like, women tattooed, but they're all white. Like, the women are white, but they're wearing headdresses. Much like how some things in Korean probably don't translate well into English, particularly to uh, uh, people in the United States. Uh, I know that Native American <laughs> artifacts are not translating 
to Korean in any shape, way, or form. And it even comes up later. Remember they were they had built that teepee later on in the movie and they were like, oh, it's from the US, so it won't leak. Yeah. Girl, me, because I want to see this Davlin. Shout out to Davlin. I mention her every episode. I don't know, you're like a third member of the, <laughs> of the <laughs> podcast right now. So we went and saw this movie together. Tell me why we were both in there like, that thing gonna leak real quick. <laughs> like, since when? I had never seen anybody been like, yes. Like, anybody outside of America being like, yes, it was made in America, so it's going to work. <laughs> this is kind of partially the way why reason why everything from, like, like we import so much stuff. Because the fact it's actually really cheap, like, a lot of times, like, does anybody really trust American-made things? Do we even make things here? That's the other thing. I mean, patriots trust American-made things. Oh, yeah, I forgot, like, Oakley Shades. Patriots, America's well, strong. They'll never drive. Somebody said, who do I know? I'll never drive an Asian car. I'm willing to drive a Ford. I'm like, ew. Okay. <laughs> like, do Fords, are Fords really popping like that? From what I've heard, no, but I guess you want to deal with that. Okay, girl. I just thought that was super funny because I was like, uh, I have never heard anyone say that Anything from the United States is just, like, made perfectly. Then it did not fall apart. I mean... She, she probably got that shit on Amazon, bruh. <laughs> but, okay. I, I've i been reading about this movie for months. So, one of the things, like... Now, this... there. If I could find the article, because I've also read an article um, about this particular... Um, portion of the movie mm-hmm. from a native uh, uh, indigenous person's perspective. So right. it's very different from ours. Like it's very different because it's a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when reading about like why it was included in um, the movie, it like and i'm paraphrasing here like the fact that like it was from america like from the u.s was part of it being like a a status symbol um the it being like native american symbols and having it be those particular items and having day song use them like old like things that you would see very offensive like in like peter pan the cartoon yeah um yeah. the very lost boys um they have such a rich history um that over time they they get kind of like they don't necessarily lose their meaning per se, but the meaning gets lost in translation sometimes. So they have meaning, they mean things, but people lose sight of what the meaning are, meaning is, yeah. if that makes sense. Well, they never had any sight of it to begin with. Yes. So, so like, these are very important things to this group of people but it 
doesn't mean the same to this family. And it it just means something to them because they can purchase it because it can it comes from the US. And it's like a it's like you said it's a status symbol and it's also like a surface level like for the aesthetic yes. type of thing, which is what a lot of people will do for a lot of um like indigenous things also things just made by brown people <laughs> in general. So you have a lot of um you know the bendy girls. <laughs> And and that kind of thing, which I don't. Do people still wear bindies? I hope yeah. No, well you know what? Coachella is around the corner, so we might see a bindi or two pop up. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if someone tries to be like, girl, you know, I was watching, <laughs> I was listening to Tragic Kingdom, and <laughs> the girls do not have the range to be listening to Tragic Tragic Kingdom. I saw Gwen, and I just wanted to do this again, and I. When I was a wee lass, I thought that was so cool when I was, like, a child. But you did specifically? Like, when I was little, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But as an adult, she should have known better. I don't even know if that conversation was, like, a conversation, though. No, it 90s. was not. Especially since she was dating an Indian guy. I don't even know if his mama was like, hey, girl. And you know what? He needs to he needs to receive his flowers because he has played like thirty years of songs <laughs> about like, I him. hate you. I hate you. And I'm so glad we broke up. All them songs about him, you stand right next to me. <laughs> oh God. I feel like you can only play in a band like that if you have had if you have talked it out. Like, because like, can you imagine that that's like your i mean that's not his whole life i think he does other music but like can you just imagine like this is like every like your biggest song is about how she wanted like y'all are breaking up Ooh, you just gotta you gotta be in the band you playing on the track ah. oh lord <laughs> Tony. i know band practice was interesting she pulled out them lyrics like <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Let me hit you with a little flavor. <laughs> Let me hit you with a little fire for a second. <laughs> but I was going to say, too, remember No Doubt had that song? They had their last album, I don't know when, it came out like eight years ago. And they, you know, had a video. It was really cute. They actually had like an Indian um, sort of like riff. Um, but I think it's because Tony added it, um, which is, you know, his right. But then... They had this whole video. I don't even know what song it was for, but it was like basically cowboys and Indians, and she's like Tiger Lily. What? Uh, this is like forever ago. I don't think you can watch this video anymore because I think they pulled it like immediately. I oh, never saw girl. it. Girl. Yeah, they haven't put out a thing since then. Um, but they, yeah, whatever song that was off their last album. Um. They put out some video, and this had to be like 2012. So this is like when Tumblr was like seeping over into everything, and I was like, "Ooh, a mistake was just made. <laughs> a mistake was made because it had like TPs and it had like, oh, good lord. Oh no. Oh, I'm glad I I tuned out by then. After Rocksteady, I did. I did dabble in um, Love Angel Music Baby, but, you know, I had to depart after 
luxurious. Yeah, they only put out they only put out two singles from this album, and it was settled down and looking hot. Which I don't even the song didn't have anything to do with it. But they basically, yeah, the video was was not not it. Mm. She was like in a headdress and and all kinds of stuff. I was like, who decided this? Mm. Yeah, it was moved the next day. Ooh. Yeah, they were like, why didn't you? Why, like, yeah, they did a lot. So, um, I don't even know if you can even see that video anymore. You probably can on, like, the deepest, darkest corners on the internet. Vimeo. (laughs) Vimeo is not the deepest, darkest corners of the internet. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. Maybe Daily Motion. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, basically, um, Gyu gets hired at... Um, as an English tutor, which that scene too, I was like, ew, why are you getting too, you're getting too close to Miss Thang here. Why are you doing the most? For me, it's like, oh, you need vigor. And I was like, hey. Well, he grabbed her wrist to like, <sighs> your heart is beating fast. So I was like, excuse you. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen that video of Megan the Stallion talking about how she got her name? Some dude call her. She's like, oh, little mama, you a stallion. She's like, uh-uh, go to jail. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I feel. Uh-uh, go to jail. Mm-hmm. That was that was appropriate response. <laughs> She's like, I'm 15, go to jail. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> so, um, and also, so the mom... Um, uh, young girl is described as really simple, um, and kind of naive, I think would be it. She's, I don't think she's stupid. She's gullible. She's very gullible. Um, and she's very obsessed with like, kind of putting on airs, um, and all this, even though she's apparently like a terrible housewife, like she's, she doesn't have a job, but she's not a good housewife, which I thought was really interesting because she can't cook. She can't clean. She don't do anything. She really doesn't because the kids go to school. She be chilling with the dogs. Yeah. Oh, the babies. They're so, oh, I was worried about them too, bruh. <laughs> I was worried about <laughs> little foo-foo <laughs> I was worried I'm like please don't let these dogs get yeeted across something I swear to god <laughs> I won't recover if I have to see this dog get yeeted down these stairs mm. could you listen I saw Okja okay oh with I'm... the giant hippo <laughs> As Leonardo DiCaprio has decided, it is a hippo. A hippo? <laughs> yes. Girl. Um, <laughs> but I like the fact that the uh, that um, that Young Yo tries to speak English in a way that doesn't... Like, you can clearly see she does not speak English, but she says little things in English that kind of almost make her seem hip. Or like in the know, and it'll just be like random phrases mm-hmm. 
that don't really have to. And then she renames you. He, she renames him as Kevin. Mm-hmm. Which that is rude, but <laughs> she was just like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna call you Kevin. And yeah, I was like, of like, all names, Kevin. Why I mean, Kevin? That is, yeah. Does Kevin even mean anything? <laughs> it's an Irish name. It's an anglicized version of the of an Irish name, which means handsome birth. Hmm. I. It reminds me of Kevin McAllister. Okay, that's. So that's the most. It reminds Kevin McAllister, the worst Jonas. Um, why do you have to give him? We why are we shooting strays at at the Jonas Brothers? Cause like that's how my mind works, Ashley. Your your mind is a prison. <laughs> it is, Ashley. It is. That's why I need that prosperity rock. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, girl, if you hadn't mentioned, if I mentioned Kevin Jonas, I would have forgot all about him. That's how my mind works. <laughs> so yeah, they um they're also looking at this painting because that song apparently does painting. He is an artiste. He's an artiste. Um they were saying that it was very Basquiat-esque. <laughs> um, which I guess from from my poking around, apparently it's like one of the few English, like American artists that Koreans know. I don't know if that's like fact. Or not, but I was like, you know what? Honestly, that might be the one of the only few American artists that Americans know as well. Yeah. I mean. Maybe. And even if they do, they can't say it. I mean, I feel like that might be the only artist Redacted knows, but. Who is Redacted? I ain't gonna say their name on this podcast and get banned from the internet. Who? If you put it on it, you gotta beep it out. Uh, he loves rhyming Basquiat we should (laughs) (laughs) like I'm pretty sure you could come up with like a word cloud of how many times he uses Basquiat and shit probably because he owns one I mean which I mean eat the rich eat the rich because didn't Basquiat die of like a heroin overdose or something uh, I'm not gonna say probably, but maybe. And like, I think he was—he did, and I think he was like on the cusp of being very rich. That maybe he was rich. Wait, I feel like that is also something that was said to Lanny Boggs. What? Um, oh, that she was gonna die before she was rich or something. That she should, um, kill herself so she could become famous. I was like, damn, y'all, y'all better stop doing my girl like that. The nineties were. I was like, you can't say that to kids. Well, okay, he sold a painting for twenty five thousand dollars in nineteen eighty. He was very prosperous. I think that's what happened. He he was end up being very poor. I think he was homeless. He ended up being very famous, but also he um, was on drugs. So, yikes. Um, remember that uh, that 
that what is that um somebody put out a like a, a a makeup line with his name on it and i thought that was so gross you could do that yeah mm. who was it is it max no it was um urban decay oh oh that's a name i haven't heard in years yeah can you believe that shit? Yeah, they had made a, a basquiat, um, like a basquiat palette. They had lipsticks and and bags, and I was like, "Who is licensing this man's name like this?" I feel like he would be very like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> mm. I I don't really know. I have like I don't. I mean, I know a little bit about basquiat, but I don't know like his feelings on things like that but I just get the sense of him being like uh what and of course nobody knew people knew he was but they didn't really know he was when they were promoting these palettes all the of beauty YouTube that was just an interesting time Mm. but yeah but to circle back yeah you're uh redacted does like to talk about Basquiat a lot Mm -hmm. that was like that was one of my favorite jokes in the movie because, like, you was like, oh, it's like a chimpanzee or, or a monkey or something, right? And he was like, oh, oh that's a self-portrait. And he tilted his head. I was like, oh, I see. Didn't he say it was so metaphorical? He kept saying it was so metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then he gets the idea, you now, Kevin, gets the idea of being like, oh, do you need an art teacher for your, you know, for your baby, for that song? And, uh, Young is like, yeah, I think I do. And I think it's really interesting how the... Um, how the the way things work here is through um, like referrals. Mm-hmm. Everything, everybody who comes to the Pax House, uh, like it's referred to them. It's not just people that they interviewed or whatever. And I think that's like to maintain this sort of like image, but also I don't know if it's like a trust thing. But then also it's kind of like, um, not, maybe not trusting like outsiders because like, she doesn't really know Gyu very well. She just knows him because, uh, Minyuk referred him to her, but like, they don't, she doesn't know anything about them. I mean, she doesn't know where they live. She doesn't know anything about them. Because I think if she did know, actually, like, know them, she'd be like, hell no, don't come to my house. Yeah. Get your poor feet out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> but in this way, uh, this is when my girl, Gi Jiang, comes on the scene. And this might be one of the baddest bitches <laughs> ever. <laughs> I am actually kind of terrified of her. In this movie. She's so smooth with everything. The power 
the power. Because, like, when we're introduced to Daesung, he is, like, really rambunctious. He is bad. Like, he is bad. No one really disciplines him. So he's just, like, running around, shooting his arrows. Like, an arrow on his butt. Don't know how that happened. Oh, <laughs> he did have an arrow on his butt. She had to pull it out of his butt. <laughs> so, like, he's he's bad. Like, he's, he's bad. Um... But uh, when Gi Jiang comes into the house, she kind of like introduces herself very forced, not like forcefully, but like firmly. And she's like, I run this bitch. Like you, like, she's like, no, you're not going to sit in on the art lesson. I'm going to conduct this and she's like, oh, well, I need to, so I, you know, since the first lesson, I, she's like, no, 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 no. I don't need any like interruptions when I'm doing my work <laughs> and all this stuff. And Dasa goes from like shooting shit and throwing shit around and all that to fucking bowing <laughs> when he leaves the room. And I really want to know what she did. Like, I want to know what she did too because it sounded like she fucking like. <laughs> my first thought is like, did you threaten him? Like, what did she do? Like, if you don't, if you're not a good boy, you'll, you know, choke and die or something. <laughs> what did she it do? It just seemed like something she, it seems like something she would say, but in a very, like, low sort of, aww. If you're not nice to me, I'll push you down the stairs. <laughs> but then again, I don't think, I, I really wonder what her t- strategies are, because I don't think she would threaten him because he would definitely tell both of his parents because I feel like he knows what kind of parents he has. He was a hot mess. Because he, he knows how to manipulate both of them. Yeah. Um, And we learned a little bit about that from his sister. Yeah, I mean, he's... I don't think he, he really has a huge issue, right? Like, he doesn't really need art therapy. No. We learn um, from his sister that he's largely faking. Like, yeah, minus one big thing. He, he's, he's just like his, like he, he's you, a little boy. Yeah, he's like he stares off into space and like is waiting for inspiration to strike him, <laughs> so he can create drama, and it, it makes his sister so upset. And so she tells you that um, he's faking during yes. like one of their tutoring sessions. That that's has, all just kind of bullshit. Yeah, at that or point for attention. Yeah, which I wouldn't be surprised about because I mean, Young Yo is like she's she's very attentive, but it's in, like in a not in a in a loving way it's more than kind of like uh we need to make you look good for this so you can prepare you for your future in like 10 years or whatever and then jung Ik is like big time powerful dad who does not really interact with him like that he comes home people fix him his dinner um he just seems very cold. Yeah, he he comes home with gifts. He does love his family, but 
I don't. You don't get the feeling that he knows his family. Real like he knows them, but he doesn't really have time to spend with them a he lot. Seem, he also doesn't seem entirely interested in them. Yeah, as like people. <laughs> Because, like, there's a couple lines in the movie I was like, uh, do you like your wife at all? <laughs> or was this just, like, a like a good good match for y'all? Mm. As, a, like, a society type of thing. Because I was like, uh, you don't like this lady, do you? <laughs> you don't really see it for this woman, do you? Um, but, yeah, uh, Gijiang is named Jessica. <laughs> From... Illinois, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, and it wasn't by it was by um by you. He was like, oh yeah, I know this girl. Her name is Jessica. She's Korean, but she's from America. She went to school out here in America or out there in America, right? And then um and that piques her interest because she's got like a you know an American name and she went to school in America and she's from America. So ooh. Um, and then she just comes in and starts running the place. <laughs> um, and then, um, there's a couple more things like with the driver, because from this point, like they just start manipulating the hell out of these people because, um, Gijiang does not see it for, for, um, Meng Wong at all. Cause remember she was like, um, we need to speak privately and gave her that look. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, that's not gonna. That's not going to be good. And then um, they arrange for her to be taken back home by the driver. And he's, like, trying to come on to her and, like, you know, be like, oh, I can drop you off at home. Which, of course, they don't want to show them their house. And she's like, just drop me off at the train station. She ends up taking off her underwear and leaving them in the car. Which, at this point, I was just like, bitch, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and, and the next time, um, jung is in the car, he finds the underwear underneath the seat, which I was like, first of all, why'd you sniff the underwear, sir? Like, y'all, y'all don't know where these draws came from. Can we pause and talk about this man? No, we're not going to do this. Cause Can like, just, don't, no, 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 don't no. come on now. Don't, don't, no. it was no, don't. Cause like, He's they trash. Everybody know trash. we raggedy dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how you we gonna say, you... we gonna say eat the rich and be like, damn, but he fine. <laughs> I mean, you should eat the rich, but, like, you can get a good look before you eat them. That man is, he has a really, really great voice in a way that just kind of makes you sit up and pay attention. It's, like, smooth, like, yeah, you could, you could, you could tell me anything. It's fine. Like, what, what we talk about today, I'm about to listen to it. Uh, what kind of business deals are you making? Tell me everything. Tell me about economics and all the other garbage and trade and shit like that that I don't understand necessarily. But if you told me, I might understand like 2% more. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
That man is fine. He's the only one of the family that has um an English name. Mm-hmm. He, he goes by Nathan. Nathan. He goes by Nathan out in public. And I think that's because he has to interact with probably Americans. I wouldn't be surprised. Which I, I mean, I don't really know like the whole decision making behind some of that. Of having like a Korean name and then an English name and and what all goes into that. And if your parents give you a name, or do you pick your name? Hmm. But I think that's like his big sort of big time, I'm a boss name. Hmm. Which I wonder too if that gets him like respect like from his peers as well as like people outside of Korea. Hmm. Just, you know, some things I've been thinking, you know? I don't think I really noticed his name was he go he went by Nathan. Yeah, it's like you see it on like his they have articles about him. Hey, um, in the house on the walls. Yeah, what is it was like a play on words. Because like in English, like park, we would say park. Um, but I think it's like playing off of his last name, right? I think so. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it's like one of those, you know, ooh, big time, big time boss man article, <laughs> like mm-hmm. GQ or something. <laughs> He's very stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, what do you want me to do, Brittany? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I can't tell you what to do. Just follow your heart. <laughs> do you? Like, cause I'm following my heart to thirst. We've all been there. Yeah. When he walked up them steps and like the lights went boop, boop, boop. I was like, (laughs) all right, I get it. I understand. (laughs) He's just a really good looking. Oh, Ashley. 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 Do you know he played Danny Zuko in in Greece at one point? Oh. That's relevant to my interest. I'm like, but this is like 17 years ago, but like. That's still relevant to my interest. Oh, is it? Oh, now it's relevant? Oh, okay. Do you not, have we not gone over this, Ashley? Oh, all right. Have I, have we not gone over this? I'm just, I'm, you know what? I'm not saying anything. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Both of us gonna be in the basement like boop boop boop. (laughs) (laughs) Don't condemn me to the basement. (laughs) So basically, to speed things along, these kids decide to um, basically take out the chauffeur with the undies. They fire him. Um, the Pox fire him for pretty much no reason. They're just like, well, let's make up a reason to save face. Because I guess they assumed that he was doing, like, drugs. They, and, like... They did a lot from one pair of drugs. They a lot. <laughs> one pair they, of panties. And it was like, he got panties in our car. Who knows what kind of loose women he brings in there. They could yeah. be doing meth. <laughs> 
just like, what? Yeah. For one pair of panties? Girl, I was like, meth? I, is that another, like, is that another, um, is that another, like a, like a, like a translating choice? I was like, well, what? that went far. What I thought uh, was funny. So this is really, wait. What? There's, an NY, there's a New York Times article about crystal meth being North Korea's trendiest Lunar New Year gift. Oh, I'm gonna save this. This is crazy, but apparently, it is a gift. Like, now I don't know how much this is true because, like, how much of North Korea like do we know about? That's actually like not BS from America or BS from Korea, North Korea. I did not notice. They might have been serious. Oh. Okay. I have to send you this. This is this is something. See, we learning. We're learning together, you guys. But apparently, yes, because he had a little a little sloppy toppy in the car. Ma'am. <laughs> apparently it escalated to him doing meth with this girl. They never figure out who they just like like get rid of him. And like I she had um she had on her gloves, examining the underwear. Girl, and then like, where did she, she, she did, got them on the counter? On the, she had the drawers all on the counter. She also put the gloved hand on her mouth. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay. So we just you, defeated the purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you can take those off now, ma'am. <laughs> and this is the thing, too, that... Um, Dongyik does not like it when people like quote unquote cross the line. He considers this crossing the line as far as his hired help and like him. Like they can intersect, but not really all that that much. And definitely, you know, if you got girls in my car, <laughs> then like that's a huge crossing of the line. Um, so he's out. They're like, oh, you know what? I know this great guy. And here comes Yitek. <laughs> mm. and, and I love how they did this too. They like went to like a car dealership and had him practicing um, how to drive like a Hyundai or something. Um, and he was looking at all the features so he could look like he knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Poor, people be inter- poor people be enterprising. <laughs> all the shit that we do. Probably enterprising. So then, um, while he's driving, um, while Gitek is driving Dongik around, he gives him this card. He's like, oh, I got this card from this company. Like, they were going to hire me before I started talking to you guys and got hired. But yeah, like, if you're, um, because, oh, they scheme on the housekeeper. They scheme on Mukwan. Ooh. This is actually the f- most fucked up part. One of the most fucked up parts of the movie. Because this woman didn't do nothing. They just knew. They were like, she's been in this house for a long time. She ain't going nowhere. If she survived, like, a change of ownership, I mean, she's like, she is this house and this house is her. Mm-hmm. And they, um, I think Dane makes it, Dane, ma- make, like, lets it slip that, um, 
that Mogwan uh, has a peach allergy. They're not allowed to have peaches. They weaponize this woman's allergies. They weaponize the f- girl. Like, like apparently, uh, Bong Joon Ho said like on a Reddit AMA that like he knew somebody who had a peach allergy, and they threw peaches at him because I guess they didn't believe him. Ooh. And he turned red. Ooh. <laughs> and he was like, "It wasn't me, I swear." <laughs> like let me find out you were bullying people (laughs) let me find out you were bullying people my guy um so yeah they end up collecting these are the most beautiful peaches i've ever seen number one like where did they grow these at i've never seen a peach this big i was like are these fake peaches i mean think think about your local kroger or your winn dixie or wherever you go to your Publix. And think about, have you ever seen a peach the size of a grapefruit? Because <laughs> that's exactly what this peach was. It was a thick peach. It was a thick, she was a thickums. <laughs> she was a thick girl. Um, they scrape off like a tiny little bit of like peach fuzz and it just sent her into like a complete like, like anaphylactic shock basically. And she started coughing. She started coughing. She had to take herself to the hospital. Uh, he texts, goes to the hospital. Like, she, I guess she's in, like, in line, like, a minute clinic. He takes a picture of her, trying to pretend like he was taking a picture of himself. He takes a picture of her at the hospital. He shows Young Yo, and she, he's like, oh, yeah, she was, like, she's sick, and, like, she's, you know, she might have TB. <laughs> <laughs> Not TB. <laughs> oh, my God. Not TV. They take this freaky that that hot sauce. That hot sauce look good. That hot sauce look like blood, Brittany. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I was like, damn, I want some of that hot sauce. It's time to pray. <laughs> it's like we're praying hot sauce. Is that where can I get it? It's time to pray, everyone. Not I was around. like, I want that hot sauce. Everyone so that's that's my thought. Like that's where my mind went. I saw straight up like this is blood. Like this is. Have you ever seen hot sauce that was that dark and also they put it on a pizza also- earlier? And I was like, damn, that pizza and that hot sauce. I wonder what hot sauce tastes like on pizza. Then I was like, damn, I want some pizza. Ooh, and that hot sauce. Ooh, I wonder if I could put that hot sauce on some tofu. And then it just spiraled from there. Oh and then God. I just really wanted that hot sauce. I worry for you. I hope that was like specially engineered hot sauce because I was like, as soon as she squared that out, and I was like, oh no, that looks, that looks biological. It worked. It did. So they basically use this hot sauce, um, and they time it to where she hacks up again. She coughs in this like napkin. As uh, Gitek and Yangyo are coming home, so she's like, "Oh, she's coughing in my fucking kitchen," and then uh, Gitek like goes and squirts. Ma'am, <laughs> please rephrase that. He squirt. I was like, <laughs> he goes and squirts the like the packet of 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 hot sauce. Ooh, hot sauce. And that's why I was like, okay, that that's. 
And the whole time, too, I love how they intersperse this with season them practicing this shit. They, like, they are acting. Like, they wrote scripts. <laughs> they wrote scripts. They were acting. Uh, you was like, listen, Dad, I need you to take it from up here to about down here. <laughs> He's like, you need to put I, your heart into it. You need to make it realistic. I need to believe I you. I cracked up when he said, he's like, you need to take it, like, down, like, here. <laughs> I was like, this is such a mess. At one point, did you notice, like, when they're talking and he, um, like, Kitek and, and Yangyo are talking and... He like brushes his hand against hers. Like when they were talking in the sauna. Yeah. Like he yeah. like tries to get like close to her, like kind of like a familiar way, and she's kind of like, "No, please keep your poor hands off of me." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh." I was like, "Wait a minute." And then I, I was, was like, please, that something was about to happen. I was like, like please don't let this go left or left, left. <laughs> like, I don't know where this is going. Like, please don't left let by it. Left west. Huh? Yeah, I was left by left west. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was worried that it was, it was going to go in a way. Because again, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was like, alarm bells were going off. Because I was like, you already got your weird son. Up here, <laughs> eating fruit in this girl's room. She's feeding him fruit. Yes, like jail. Jail time for you, sir. <laughs> and also, he he's starting to talk about her. He's starting to talk about like Daya is like, oh, like on the way that Minyuk was talking about her. Oh, when she gets old enough, I'm gonna make her my girlfriend. No, Ugh. no. No. No, no, leave that girl alone. (laughs) Nope. I wonder, let me me ask a quick question to the Googles, which is going to be, put me on a list or something. Yep. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, girl. (laughs) She likes 16. The legal age of consent is 20, which is actually higher than I thought it would be. So maybe that's why he has to wait. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's like enforced, like enforceable. Because I mean, there's plenty of like consent laws here that are not enforced. But why you? Uh, I mean, it's not like it's not a bad strategy because like if you get this girl obsessed with you, like you can come over. You're pretty much welcome to the house. Yeah. When she goes to university, like, I could see if she was preparing for university, like, if she was studying for university because it's the summer, she just finished high school, she's done with high school, she's preparing for university. Mm-hmm. But, ba- baby, she's still in school. Also, I was like, she's kind of annoying, like, in a, like a 15, 16-year-old way. I was like, what do you, like, what do y'all be talking about? Nothing besides English homework? I mean, it would be like, what do Leonardo DiCaprio be talking about with them kids? Uh, Euphoria and Okja. I mean, that's what I've heard. Like, I guess, I I guess. Because, like, It it just felt a little dark. Like, I mean, the movie is dark, but, like, 
It's dark. I was like, something something in the milk over there is a little off. And maybe this is just from us coming at it from like an American, like Western lens. And it might have been like perfectly fine. But also I was like, oh, no. It's not. Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> no, it's not. Like, it's, it's not. It's not. Like, and are you gaming this girl for money? Like, are you are you scamming this baby for money? Like, I feel like part of it is scamming the baby for money. Like, her directly or the, her mother? Both. Like, hey, maybe you're you're putting your bid in early to come back around later to be I mean, like, yeah, like talk about like this could be your your mother in law's house. Yeah. Like you're saying, like you're putting your bid. Oh, gross! You're putting your bid. You're putting your bid in early with, <laughs> like, gross. Like, like gag. Yeah, like gross. But like you're putting your bid in early, scamming on this child because she's she's a child to get in good with her and her family. So when she can marry or date for real like you're in there yeah and you don't have anything to worry about because you've already ugh, gross laid, sown the seeds yeah like laid the ground like this is gross but you know what I'm saying like ew gross like gross so you don't yeah, have yeah. to worry about with- anything financially you're playing the long game is what he's doing on this end and they're they're oh gross that's gross um but they're paying everybody really well this whole time yeah yeah they can like go eat now because we also didn't get to chunk sip is now also they got rid of the maid they like dismissed the maid which i felt super bad for um because the way when she took her little suitcase and she left the house i was like God damn, man, like, like, you want to root for this family, but you're also like, damn, but then, like, I don't want to root for, like, anything to do with the rich people, but I was like, she's not rich either, which comes to play later. Um, so, um, yeah, so Chung Sook is in there, um, after the fancy business card, Donkey is like, hell yeah, I'll hire this woman. Because she's got a company with a fancy business card. And I was like, really? That's all it takes? Yeah, you got to have that right typesetting. Like, you just get that fancy Patrick Bateman business card. I was going to say, this is a Patrick Bateman situation. You just in there. How dare you have a better business card than I do? Embossing. It's like... your weight. I wonder where they got those business cards made. And... Uh, um, when they had the Photoshop. Oh, yeah. Photoshopping Hughes, um, they were Photoshopping his, like, uh, degrees. Degrees. Yeah, they were Photoshopping his degrees, and, and, and he was like, why can't you get into, like, art school with this? Because she was, she made that shit look real fancy. So I don't know where they got it printed, but they definitely had the skills to create it for sure so um 
So yeah, so basically the entire Gim house is in, uh, has taken up residence. I think Chungsuk is the only one who lives there. And mm-hmm. the whole time, the Pops do not know that, um, that they all know each other. Mm-hmm. That's part of the, the game. So they all act like they don't know each other um, when they're there. Like, I think you and Gijong, um, they are the only ones who have, like, some sort of, like, oh, we've met before kind of thing like that. Um, but the rest of them do not. And, I mean, things are okay. Um, the Pox end up going on a camping trip. Oh, this is one thing... Um... Daesung mentions that um, <laughs> Gise and um, Jungsook smell similar. Like they, they smell, smell the, same. the same. And um, Gi also smells the same too. And everybody kind of <laughs> like dismisses it at first. Like the parents dismisses him. Because he just like says, he's like, oh, like who, like, why are you smelling people first? He's just like, hmm. He goes, because he's a little boy. He he's just goes boy. up, he smells everybody. He's like, oh, he smells the same. Oh, yeah. She smells the same, well, too. Yeah. And then he just but leaves I mean, the room. But yeah, I mean, he didn't say they smell bad. But at the same time, we in the audience, I was like, oh, he just said y'all smell like poverty. Yeah. Or he's like, well, from this, when he says this this time, is like, I took it as like, he knows that y'all live in the same place. Like, he might yeah. know that y'all are related. Gitek basically says that he thinks it's the the, the, the smell of their house. Mm-hmm. Because he kind of probably smells a little mildewy and stuff like that. And I was like, but in like the larger conversation, like, it was just like, you smell poor. Yeah. <laughs> you smell poverty stricken. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then that starts coming up later, right? Like they start talking about how he like he has like a weird smell. Like they Gitek specifically, they mentioned that he has kind of a weird smell that smells like people on the subway, which I was like again poverty and people that go underground. Yeah, in the general population, because he gets driven everywhere. So like. He doesn't have to interact with that. He doesn't have to touch you pores. (laughs) He doesn't have to do any of that. So this is when the big sort of craziness happens. I was like, okay, they moved in. Also, I thought this was interesting, and I thought this was going to go a different direction because, um, like, Mong Guan was only gone maybe two days maybe a day and the house is trashed i was like how are y'all doing this it's only like the four of y'all and she can't wash dishes <laughs> like young young cannot wash dishes she can't cook she can't clean there's no there's i don't if you were trying to think of like a housewife like she wouldn't be a good housewife she's great looking i think she would be more of like a trophy wife yeah. As far as actually doing domestic labor, uh, no, she don't do that. So, and I don't think it's from the lack of trying because she was trying to load that dishwasher, but it was not. She was struggling. I was like, uh, baby, you can't put all those pots and pans in there. <laughs> you just can't. 
So if you can tell from the title, this is uh, part one of two episodes. I know we kind of cut it in like a weird spot, but we didn't want you sitting here for several more hours. So if you want to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. You can write to us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. We're on Instagram. We're um, on Tumblr at blackgirlfilmclub. And uh, yeah, hit us up. Um, Stay safe during this quarantine and during these chaotic times. Uh, We love you guys. And part two will be up very, very shortly. Bye. Bye.